This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Here we go, podcast time on a gloomy, we haven't said this really all summer, a gloomy Monday. How about that? So, yeah, the weather kind of stinks, and here we are. We're getting through the Monday show, and now we do a podcast. His name is Adam. Now, he can't hear me, but he can hear me. He just won't use his headphones. Oh, I had the wrong ear on, Jerry. Oh, wrong ear. <laughs> All right, there you go. What's up, man? hey Jerry, you know, uh, in the uh, warm-up show, we were talking about uh, how many summers. Yeah, how many are left? How many are left, because, you know, and I told you there was a John Cougar Mellencamp song that he yes. did with Bruce Springsteen. I'm just going to read you a, 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 a sonnet of the lyrics. Okay. The name of the song is called Wasted Days, Jerry. Fine. Wasted Days. I think one of us knows about those. The uh, the song opens up. There's a song way. called Wasted Years. Well, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, oh. Iron Maiden does Wasted Days. <laughs> oh, really? Years. Oh, okay. How many summers still remain? How many days are lost in vain? Who's counting out these last remaining years? How many minutes do we have here? Wasted days. We watch our lives just fade away. Wasted days. How about that, Jerry? Yeah, well, I think I could collaborate with them next time. You would like to get involved in this? I would, too. We have a a woman, uh, and I know you can find this in any town in this country, and I get it. We have a woman in our town, though. She's clearly homeless. But... She doesn't want any help. And the cops, uh, I've lived next to a cop. They've tried. And she's nasty and says, stay away from me. And all she does is walk around town all day. That's it. She wears the same outfit. She carries her bag of clothes like every day. She's just in a different spot in town. And I thought I passed her yesterday. She was hanging out by a CVS in the parking lot, in the back of the parking lot, just sitting there. And I'm thinking, what goes through your mind when you wake up with zero purpose. There's nothing to do except to walk and go find somewhere else to waste away. And what are you accomplishing? And do you wake up thinking, God, take me? Because there's nothing happening. Maybe uh, my guess is in those situations, those people have mental illness, right? She might. And that's what I'm saying. I know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be roaming around Something's you know, not right. Yeah. How old is she? I'd If I had to guess, I'd say around 60. But I don't know. And apparently she's been, and I didn't know this until recently, she's been around the town and the surrounding towns for years. And then there was a rumor and a thought that she actually has money, just doesn't want to do anything. And so she just roams. But I don't know. I've never gotten to the bottom mm-hmm. of it, and I'm not really all that interested. I just right. feel bad for her. You're somewhat interested not all that much to I'm, really dig into it. I'm interested in the psychology of what you process throughout the course of a nothing day, every day, every week, every month, year in, year out. Right. That's a good question. Uh, you know, it's it's just weird. So I don't know. Very strange. There was a woman who walks around my town as well all the time. Long distances. Yeah. And I thought she was homeless as well. And then one day I saw her sitting on the porch of a beautiful oh, really? home. Yeah. So I don't know if she was visiting a friend or if that's her home. And she just walks as exercise or a way to just yeah, be out and about. I don't know. I and mean, does she look like she's well kept? Well, she looks older. So she's, it's a hard to, you know, she's. Because this woman does not look well kept. Yeah. No, this, no, this woman. Okay. Like a regular, regular woman. Okay. What is a woman though, Jerry? That's the question. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Um, then I was, uh, I saw, I'm trying to think, this is strange. I just randomly saw a post by Justin Bieber's wife, Haley 
Bieber. Okay. And she shaved her head. Okay. Just gave herself a buzz cut. And she wrote, every once in a while, do something that makes you uncomfortable. And I've heard that so many times, right? Yep. You hear that as a way to stay alive, right? Do something uncomfortable, which I never do. (laughs) Right. I am the absolute opposite. Right. You like comfortability. Yeah. But unless I'm forced out of comfortability. Right. Like if someone says, you no longer work here, mm-hmm. then not, I'm, that's not my decision. That's most people. I'm, yep. I'm forced out, right? Yep. Or uh, you, the bank's taking your home back. That would make me uncomfortable. And So unless I'm forced into it, I don't do things that make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But having seen that picture of her shaving her head and... I was thinking about it like I was looking out, you know, I'm fortunate to live by the beach. So I'd read that quote. I'm looking out and I see someone parasailing. Yeah. And I thought that would make me uncomfortable. Make you nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To go up in a parachute being dragged by a boat way up high. Oh, I've seen it. I know. Attack your fears. Yeah. So I was like, that would make me uncomfortable. Should I do that? Go for it. But I don't really want. I, I don't know want to. I don't want to do that. Then but, don't do it. But should we be doing things like that that make us I uncomfortable? Think it depends on the person. I really do. I mean, I think it's, I think it's easy and convenient to say those things when you can. Shaving your head is stuff. It's fine. It'll grow back. Like getting a tattoo that would make me uncomfortable. Should I also do that? Why would that make you uncomfortable? I don't know. I think it would, It's just something you don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, something you don't want to do is, even though you know it could be better for you, is go get a new job. You don't want to leave this position, even though it might end up being the best thing for you. But it might be very uncomfortable looking for that job, and I don't know. People say that in going through divorces sometimes. Yeah. Like, they're comfortable they've uh, they're taken care of they're in their marriage yeah leaving would be uncomfortable but you could be in a much better spot on the other you never side know. that is very the problem true. is with with any big thing that you do that makes you uncomfortable there's a uh, a time in between you of doing, regret yes yeah. so there's a time in between making the move yeah and then it paying off. Like for every person that's said, bet on yourself. <laughs> Boy, this is great. I can probably find 10 people that tried that and failed. Yes. It's like anything. Opening up a business, big success. Great. There are 93 others that opened, lost their shirt, and are now working again. It's it's what's, it's just what's good for you. I have a friend of mine who, I, an acquaintance, I shouldn't say a friend, an acquaintance of mine who was in the baking business and was great at it and realized one day, I think I've told you this before, like, why am I killing myself for that person? And a very popular bakery went up for sale and he maxed out all his retirement savings. He's like, we're going to do this. I'm going to this be my risk. place. Yes. And in six months he was closed and then basically had to go find a baking job to start Cleaning up the mess. Right. Because he went through, I want to say, $500,000 of a retirement savings. Damn. Gone. And it's, you know why you do it. You understand why you do it. You want more control over your life. And and that's, I applaud you for that. But he's one of the 93 that don't make it, as opposed to the one or two that gets written up about. about Like, there was a, um, you ever watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri? I have not seen that. I'm aware of it. Okay. I actually like the show. I can't watch there are people that will watch it all day. I can't. I like one or two. Eh, maybe a couple weeks I'll watch a couple. But that's it because they're all very redundant. But there was one in um, these two guys were in the corporate world, and they decided they didn't want the stress and the pressures and any of that. So they took the money they had earned, and they had got some investors. They wanted to start a burger place. Was it. And the first thing he asked me, he's like, what was your experience doing this? They're like, none. They thought it would be fun to sell the, the burgers they like and just make them even better. And they had cool different fries that they made. And it was a little unique, but they created a great atmosphere of a place. Wildly successful. You know how many people have tried little unique restaurants and they're closed in four months? 
Yeah, they say the restaurants, bars, those things are the hardest things to do. Yeah. See, the bar thing to me is interesting because the profit margin is ridiculous on liquor. And I actually believe, like, I, I do believe if you and I opened up a sports bar, we would do very well. Because I think what we do helps. We're in the sports business. Um, and as long as you can get people in, you're going to make money. It's the insurance and those types of the fights. That's the stuff that freaks me out about it. But yeah, it's, it's nothing's, nothing is a sure thing. Yeah. It's just like when you'll hear like, uh, uh, so-and-so always wanted to play for this since he was a little kid, wanted to play for the Yankees and now it's here. Yeah. Well, guess what? We all wanted to play. I wanted to play for the Mets and the Cowboys. There's 800 million kids that also want to. Well, and that, but that's the lie that America tells you and the American dream. You know, if you want to work hard enough and you can achieve it, you can't actually. Like, I'm sure there's more than, let's say, 15 people that when they are young want to be the president of the United States. Well, in your lifetime, if every president only lasted four years, forget eight. If you deal with 15 of them, that's 60 years. Yeah. So 15 people in your lifetime are going to be president or your adult lifetime are going to be president. Guess how many aren't that want it to be? The rest of them. It's a big fat lie that everyone tells you. There are certain things that you absolutely can accomplish with hard work. Most things are not attainable. Correct. They're just not. Now... I could sit here and tell you I worked really hard. I knew I wanted to do this. And that's true. You know how many other people probably wanted to do this? Many. Right. And my fat ass is sitting on this chair not getting up. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's uh, I always go back to that uh, Jim Carrey thing where he wrote himself a check for $10 million. Yeah. Like m- many years ago. And then that was such a popular story. I am sure people did that. Absolutely. Uh, you can wipe but your they- ass with those checks. <laughs> They cannot cash those right now. No. They couldn't cash a a percentage of them. Yeah. Are you crazy? I also heard a great, uh, I was listening to, I'm still listening to it because they're so long, Joe Rogan with Louis C.K. Oh, that would interest me. Yeah. How did his his pay-per-view special, did that do well? Uh, a pay-per-view or he sells like he's, he's it's, on, it's on his own website yeah 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 so he yeah he talked about that so he was like the first one to do that right he yeah. was he would sell his uh first of all he was selling tickets to his tours by himself he was selling the tickets okay and then he started selling his he would do a stand-up special and sell it on there for five dollars each he just wanted to break even in anything he mm-hmm. did so he did a movie that he's promoting now okay that he financed himself, and it's available on his website. Wow. So that's what he was in promoting. He's talking about he was him and the comedian Joe List, who was in this movie. I think it's supposed to be the like this guy's life. Right. But he was he's so in uh, Louis C.K., I think, is so insightful on just things like social media and perception and TV and the media, just like the media. He had, you know, he talked about his. His, on his phone, he only has e- email and maps. Okay. So it's the actual telephone, email, and maps. And then he has a computer at home that does not connect to the internet that he uses for writing. Okay. He said because he's so addicted to, you know, it, it, just the idea of how much of a time waster it is in that what we do to put things off, right? So, like, um, you know, you put off writing or whatever it is you do for your art, right? whether you're a writer or a, a singer or a comedian, is that the phones, we use them as a distraction to put off doing stuff. Mm-hmm. He's even talking about masturbation that way. He says, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not masturbating with porn anymore. He says, hey, it's, Al. It's, "No, no, this is Louis." <laughs> he says it's it's too much of a time waster. Yeah. He said, "I'm relying only, and then you're no longer relying on your memory." He said, "I'm relying only on my memory for that." Okay. All right. But then he he I don't know. It was just really interesting about how he talked about people, comedians who are funny comedians, but then they use their Twitter to talk politics. And then 
people get upset. Yeah. And that's like, instead of using that, instead of using Twitter for that, work on your act with the the stuff you're tweeting out, mm-hmm. you know, do your act with that. Yeah. So I don't know. He was, it was, uh, I'm probably not explaining it. Maybe I'll listen to it all as around. well as I enjoyed enjoyed his speaking. I, it all it. makes sense to me. I mean, I've told you a million times. Twitter to me is the greatest invention and the worst all at the same yeah. time. It is. It's basically just. I don't know, man. Mushing our minds and and our our time is crunched and it's just a waste. And yet, for things like news breaking um, references and it, some of it's great. But my God, the far majority of it is just a cesspool. Yeah, it really is. And the and the fact that there's no accountability for anything, and there's, I mean, you can basically be anonymous with an egg. I mean, it's just. Oh, I know what he was also talking about. The fact that he isn't on social media like that. Yeah. That he was on SNL a couple of years ago, and I oh. and I guess he did. He he said he wanted to do a monologue that was controversial, which he did. But he did it, and that was it. Like he heard nothing about it because he wasn't on social media. Yep. He said uh, afterwards he was getting calls from his friend saying, how are you doing? He goes, great. Why, why do you ask? Oh, you're getting killed on social media. Like, right. I have no idea. And then it just goes. Like, so disappears. I, Sal and I had this conversation last week. Yeah. When you were out? Were you out last week? I was week? in last you were week. In, well, maybe it was off the air. Talking about how, like, I didn't sign it. When Mike and the Mad Dog did shows, they would walk out of here just really thinking about how they interacted with one another. Maybe there was a caller that didn't like them that day, whatever. But you you came into work, you did your job, you took the calls, you did the interviews, you went home, you felt pretty good about it, you cashed a nice check and everything was good. He's like, when I got into this business, I didn't sign up for getting pounded over the head by a mallet on everything I say. He goes, you know, you open up the Twitter and it's a news breaking thing and it's awesome and you can interact. And then you look at the mentions and who's telling you, you suck, get off the radio. Who said you should be doing this for a career? He goes, it's hurtful. He goes, even though I know they're anonymous, he's like, I didn't sign up for this crap. I'm just trying to do a sports talk show. I said, yeah, it's a different time. They they didn't have to. Now, now you could say maybe they deal with it, although I don't think they look at that stuff. They're, you know, beyond it. But it's different. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Like Howard Stern has always said he he stopped looking at his mentions on Twitter. Yep. Joe Rogan says he does not look at his mentions, and he was telling this comedian who was on this Joe List because this guy was saying how he goes to the mentions to get confirmation of what and he's feedback. doing is funny, yep. and and he, and uh, Joe Rogan says, you know, I don't, I can't look at it. But I also think like a guy like Joe Rogan and Howard Stern, they have millions of followers. Of course, they can't look at it. Like. You would spend all day. Oh, of course. And they're at, I think, such a higher level. Like, for me, I feel like part of the reason people follow me is that I do interact with them. But at some point, there's some sort of... Like, I get great ideas from people that I interact with sometimes. Like, they might like if I'm into the nutrition thing now, right? I might get... It's like, hey, you should follow this person. Yep, and it's absolutely. great ideas and and they push me to good content and things but uh, you know you have to weed through to get the to the crap. goods yeah 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 like like nicole is a great listener to the right. radio station she's wonderful i might not see her reply right. sometimes because i'm not right i i don't look all the time sometimes if i especially if i see like you know you know that 21 plus messages they put down when you yeah Sometimes I'll see that. I'll click on it or right to the top. Yeah, right. It, and it can't be good. Right. So I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my time with it. But I might miss her then. Or I might miss someone I actually like. But that is, it is what it is. I mean, you know. Oh, the other thing Louis C.K. was saying about the social media is that we've stopped being alone with our thoughts. All right, people that tweet everything. Oh, or just going to it. Like, if you, if you have a... Uh, Downtime. If you have, uh, oh, I don't have to be, uh, you know, it's it's ten twenty three as we tape this. Yeah. Let's say we were done and you had a call to make at ten thirty. Yeah, well, you got seven minutes. Let me see. Check Twitter. Correct. Check that. Not going to sit there for seven minutes. Right. Where instead, like now, like we're not, uh, we're rarely alone with our thoughts to think of things. Yeah. Creative things because we go right to. I do it. I'm in the supermarket. If I'm in a line, well, let me see what's going on. In line. I know. 
you can't be patient enough and just be content to wait. Yeah, and I still want to want to, but I all I could, all I do is I weed out my follows, like right. people I'm following. I I weed it down, like I try to keep weeding it down to things I need for work and things that I like to get news about and yeah, sure. funny things. So, but even then, it's just it's so stupid. If I'm before I go down to take a nap. I'll lay down on my couch and I let me quick scroll yep. through. Yeah, no, I know. I do for it before what? bed just to see if I missed anything, what I'm going to wake up to. Yeah, but, I mean, and I get it for in here during the four hours yeah. the show's on, five hours. I, I, I love it for the warm-up show. Right. It's legitimately 95% positive something we're talking about yeah. during that hour. And during the show, I like it for, for breaking news. It doesn't happen very often at all but it does happen between six and ten but it does happen it does happen for sure but just the addictive nature of it yeah i know i trust me i know it's so i weird. really do believe if i and i again it's because now it's trying to get word out if i wasn't doing the calendar thing i really I, I think i would delete it and start over with just the news breaking follows right where you're like you are an anonymous person yeah, on twitter correct and you're just following, like Bob Usler is that way, and people don't know that. But Bob Usler has an account. He's got one follower, and it's a made-up name. I think it's a name he made up from his kids. So like he took his one kid's first name and his other kid's first name and made it a name. <laughs> that's a good idea. And all he does is follow sports media. Right. That's it, and that's all he's ever used it for. Right. Then you're not even interacting with no. others, and you don't get you don't get caught up in anything. Yeah. You don't see any really. You don't see any crap unless one of those guys retweets something. Right. Um. And it's just what you needed. He basically created his own like Associated Press timeline, basically. You know, and I, that's brilliant. And I, yeah. But you know, to cancel it with well, however many thousands of just like, uh, you know, a lot of those good people love love the show. Yeah, I don't want to turn them away, but for the right. addictive nature, I love the idea of deleting it. You know, right? But I, I don't, you know, whatever. I am gonna, I am gonna delete my Facebook page this week. Um, talk about wasted time! Holy crap! Um, now that my run as manager is over, as head coach of my team, we had our final party yesterday, so that's done officially. So I'll post a goodbye, and that's it. See ya. Done. Not that I look at that a lot, but I do yeah. look at that. What about do you when you look at your stuff? Do you generally look at it on your phone or something else? Yeah, phone. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, what about deleting it off your phone? Yeah. And then you either have to be here at work where you I have could a do computer that. That's not a bad idea. Or the iPad at home. The Facebook thing. I want to delete. I only. I never wanted to get involved in Facebook because I, I just. I don't need to hear from people I haven't heard from in thirty five years that right. weren't interested in talking to me then. Whatever. But I needed it for the baseball team. Had to have it. So that, to me, I just can delete it. I like the idea of taking Twitter off the phone, though. I still have the account. That's true. You can still look at it on the laptop at home or here. It makes sense. It's not a bad idea. That's not terrible. Gina does it all the time. She deletes, and then she puts it right back on. Right, because it's an addictive thing. Yeah, I don't. For I, for, so I, for me, definitely. I, I I'm think a, Yeah, no, I think we all are. I don't know to what extent, though. No, I think you've definitely got a better handle on it. Maybe. I mean, I will go hours and hours and hours without looking at it, especially when I go home. But I also think it's because you live a busy life with the kids and oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. coaching and the, you know, that definitely changes it. I will tell you, it doesn't happen often, but the times I go home and Kim and the boys are out, yeah, constantly on it. I'm bored. Yeah. I mean, it really is a boredom filler. Yes. Which I don't like to be bored, but sometimes I am. And yeah, no, no, for sure. I could see that. If I lived alone, I would probably be on it a lot more than I am. I love it. Like when getting up in the morning on a weekend yeah. and having my coffee and going through it, I love that. So, but right, that's where I got to stop so it. So let me ask you this, though. And I thought of this the other day when I made the turn to go to King Street to my car. And I saw five guys that were clearly on their construction guys, clearly on their break. All on their phone? Yes. So let me ask you this. Why is this any different than the newspaper from 80 years ago? Right. It's really the same thing. You're just consuming it in a different way on a device instead of what is no longer a newspaper or a magazine. Yeah. I, I think the difference is is 
when you read the newspaper, you were done for the day. That's true. This is a never-ending That is true. Constant. Right. The news cycle now is 24-7, 365. Yeah, because I've seen like that uh, picture where they go, where it's like an old-time picture of people on the train, and they all have the newspapers. And and they talk about the old days when we wouldn't stare at our phones, but everyone was staring Staring at the paper. Yeah. Same thing. I think that's the difference. Like, if you could set it up where it's like, you know what, I'm going to look at social media in the morning with my coffee. And then when when it's appropriate for work. Yeah. That's, I think, makes the most you need, sense. You need limits. Yeah, need limits. Limits. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. All right. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on a Tuesday. Oh, Subway Series will be breaking down tomorrow morning, Jerry. See ya. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Whether your first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Hey, good morning. What do you say we do this? It's Monday, 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 5.01, soon to be 5.02, and soon to be 6 o'clock, and then soon we'll all be gone. Uh, the Eddie Scazzeri, nice to see you. How you be? Excellent. Great. And then uh, across from me, his name is Al Mark Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Good to see you back in the warm-up chair, finally. Well, I mean, listen, these are the things we have to... This is what we do for love, right? We have a week of actual shows, Jerry. We've got uh, Boomer and Geo at 6. We've got you there, me here, Eddie there. Well, I mean, I'd like to think me and Sal and, and G did, like, actual shows last Oh, no, you week. did actual shows, but these are, like, the actual... What's the regular su- lineup. What's supposed to be the lineup. Right. What you're supposed to do, Which, Jerry. enjoy it this week, because then it's, it's broken up for two yeah. more weeks. yeah. Because that's an odd move by you. You're taking the week of uh, after Labor Correct. Day, which is a very odd move in uh, well, it's not sports a move. broadcasting. It's not a move. Um, it is. I'm not Boomer or Geo. Okay. Uh, and because I'm not them, I'm here when you guys are off. Oh, I see. So you guys are all off next week. I'm the lone ass that's here. <laughs> Who are so, you doing those shows with? I believe Sal. Oh, okay. So it's me and him. And then I got my dad's 75th birthday golf trip that was planned, and that's oh, the week that's they... cool. So this is what we're doing. All right. That's cool, Jerry. And I did think since I only took one week off all summer, I thought that was fair. That was very fair. Yeah. I didn't realize. A day here, a day there, but only one week. I just assume when I'm not here, no one's here. I'm here all the time. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, I just picture everyone just being... I, I picture that they shut the uh, the signal off. And well, just because like, you don't listen doesn't mean we're not doing it. And they're just like, oh, when Al comes back, we'll turn the signal back up. No, you're not really that important in the equation. Fair enough. You're not Boomer or Geo either. Fair enough, Jerry. Right. I watched slash listened to this Mets game yesterday. There nice. were There were times I had it on the television set. Yeah. There were times I had it on the radio. When you were walking your dog? Um, no, like I was in the car. Then when I got back to my house, I put it on the radio. For some reason, I was enjoying the radio version. Because they happen to be very good. Yeah. And then I was showering when they tied it in right. the ninth and took the lead. And all the Edwin Diaz made it interesting. So it was cool to hear both both uh, seeing it. Uh, yeah. I went food shopping, Jerry. I come back. It's 4 nothing. Well, that kid struggled early. Yeah. 
That's uh, to be kind. And I was hoping you pronounced his name Butto because Budo. it was B U T T. Yeah. But. Well, he was the Butto of all jokes. Ha ha ha. I mean, you know, single walk home run. Not a great start. Yeah, not a great start. I kept on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this on in the background. Yeah. I'm not going to focus and sit down and watch it because they're down for nothing. But then when they came back, I was like, all right, I'll focus in a little more. Then they give up a. Uh, home run and they're down again well and, and then when the gene segura home run you think yeah. you know what they gave it a good try mm-hmm. and you figured it was over so we had our baseball party yesterday at my house the final party of my team and um the guys were watching it on the phone and listening to it. i didn't i should have had a tv outside for it but it was too much so i didn't i didn't do that but uh by there they met mark canna okay great look they tie hey, mark canna and then they're down again hey mark canna again so it was good you know yeah. what good win Nice it was resilient win. It was a nice resilient Especially win. Especially there in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> Where, gotta, which, by the way, Citizens Bank Ballpark was taken over by Met fans this yes. weekend. I know. I Yes. They were doing a lot of let's go Mets chants. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to drown it out, the Philly fans. Although it was not working. No. Bled through. No. It was. I mean, there was, when Kenna hits the home run, I mean, the crowd that's in the camera shot is 90% Met fans. Pretty wild. Actually. It was also great when they when they focus on the Philly fans that like can't believe it. Like I saw a little kid who looked so ups- so well, upset, sure. Jerry. I listen. A the Mets came child. in and took care of business. Yeah, he was not well, happy. This little kid. That was like, and we'll get to the Yankees in a few minutes. But that was like after the Yankees go down feebly in the sixth inning, and then all of a sudden you get the Blue Jays making something happen. They showed a guy in the crowd like, oh my lord, this is just brutal. But they ended up winning, and so well. But we'll get to that in a minute. But I know what you're saying. You got to find the sucker in the crowd yes. that looks miserable, hands on their head. Yeah, and a kid's better than an adult. Yes, because the kid, the kid like feels cares. it, Jerry. Yes. He feels his it. heroes Every are letting loss. him down. Right <laughs> now, I was listening on the radio when Edwin Diaz came in. Yes, and he walked the parrot. Who walked the parrot, Edwin? No, he <laughs> gave up two. Listen, they were two long outs to the yeah. track, but. Yeah. Howie Rose is making me nervous the way he was calling those. There's a shot deep to left. Especially that ballpark. Yes. That ballpark at times can be a bam box. Yeah. So I totally understand. A pop Even the home run in the first inning. That looks like a shallow, short little line drive, yeah. and it goes out to right. Like, wow. So I totally understand. That said, there were also hits in the game that looked like home runs that weren't. So Correct. It makes sense. It all happens that way. Now, a couple of things, both on television and the radio, they seemed fascinated with that pitcher on the Mets, the middle reliever who was Fisher. A, yeah, they're like, uh, who's the other guy with Howie Rose? This is in Wayne Hagen. Wayne, no, no, Wayne Hagen hasn't done it in probably fifteen years. Wayne Randazzo. Wayne Randazzo. He goes like this. He was a banker a year ago. Yeah. Okay. If he was a banker yesterday. Now, that would be something. That would be something. But everyone was locked into this guy was a banker a well, year a, ago. Yeah, well, I guess he wasn't really a full-time baseball guy at the time. A banker. Yeah. He's probably more known as a banker. I mean, he only pulled pitch. I never heard game. of him. Between Budo and Fisher, I mean, good Lord. And they win this game. They won, Jerry. That is amazing. Now, they're going into tonight's game with Mr. Max... Scherzer on the mound. And then are we getting DeGrom tomorrow we don't or are we know getting yet, Taiwan Walker? I think I'm st- it's still a TBD. It is. Okay. I'll double check right now as we speak. Jerry, stretch while I do this. Let's see, Jerry. Who do I have here? I want to see Scherzer and DeGrom, but, yeah, but, 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 if you win tonight, I want I want um, Walker. Hey, I've got a TBD with uh, Montas pitching for the Yankees. Montas. Yeah. That's not good for them. That's tomorrow because Herman yeah. is tonight. Herman tonight. Yeah. Montas. Montas. Tomorrow against whoever we decide to throw out there. Yeah, because to me, if the Mets win tonight, I would say you give DeGrom the extra couple of days. You pitch him on Wednesday? Thursday. No, Thursday. If they lose, I want DeGrom on the Right, because we need a win. We right. Need, we can't get swept two-game sweep against the Yankees. It's so weird about, yes, I agree. Although the Mets, right, the Mets took the two from them earlier. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so that's why they if you sure go did. get tonight, you've got the season series and you've right. done your job. You got, even had it's funny, Mets go into Philadelphia and you say, We were talking about this the other day. Get two. Go two and Just two. Take two. You've done your job, all good. 
But then you say that, and then they win the first two games, and it's like, all right, well. Now you need to take. You don't want to lose the last two. Yes, yeah. exactly. Now you need and to so take three. They did their job. They and the did Braves, do their job. my God, they win Friday. They win. I know they lost yesterday. But Jesus, I mean, you talk about a team that is going to be a pain in the rear end for a long time to come with all those young players. Sick of those guys, Jerry. Don't You better not get sick of them too much because they're going to be in your face for a long time. I do like that they booed that dude who got the DUI. Marcelo Zuna. Yeah. I think that's great. That was good. Like the Yankees Boo booed him. Brian Cashman yesterday. Boo. They booed Brian Cashman <laughs> and uh, the Steinbrenner and Hal. fella. How? I didn't I, want to say the wrong name. Thank you. Uh, yes, how? I didn't want to say Hank. He's passed. I give the Braves fans credit. Because that's a home stadium. Right. I don't know that every place does that. Right. They're in a pennant race. Yeah. So good for them. Then I was watching. I saw this Vogelback fella. He's big, Jerry. He's a he's large. Huge. He's, he's a got large man. chunky legs that motor. He even His swing to me is very bizarre. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he... It seems like he's turning his whole body when he swings. But he's got power. He hits the double. Yeah. Very casually coasts in the second base, Jerry. It was easily a double. Then on the next uh, play, he seems like he should have tried to score. Mm-hmm. And he just casually lollygagged at the third base. Right. They immediately come out of the dugout to see if he's hurt. Now, if you're Vogelbach, Jerry, and you realize you just lollygagged at the third, and here comes the manager and the trainer asking if you're hurt, at that point you got to say you're hurt, right? No. I got. I'd be like. I just felt so. I just tweaked something. No, I would. I think I'll be all right. No. You would say. I blame it on the third base coach. <laughs> he wasn't sending me. He wasn't right. giving me the signals. Right. That's all. Oh, see, I would have thought. I would have been like, yeah, I just something. I tweaked something, but I think I'm all right. Or you could always go with this. Skip. My bad. I screwed up. Because I know, that actually works too. Because I would have loved to see him come barreling down. To that catcher. I know you can't hit the catcher, but it's still intimidating. And I, I didn't see the game. I only watched the recap. Was that Real Muto yesterday? Yes. You want to see him just clobber him. That's a run him right over. Yeah, they Jerry. don't do that anymore. Run his ass over. Yeah. That would be cool. That's the uh, Buster Posey rule. They changed the rules for him. Yeah. When he got hurt. I don't even know how long ago that is now. It's been it, a while. It's, yes, it is a while. Long time ago. So let's get a little bit into this Yankee situation, Jerry. Well, you want to talk about lazy. So Vlad Guerrero with the bases loaded in the I guess it was the top of the seventh, right? Top of the seventh. He hits that he hits a ground ball to short that gets bobbled. And he ain't running. And thrown and right. That out. was the third out of the inning. And then you get Benintendi hits the home run after that. Had with that if that would have been an error and they score, that place would have been on fire. Because again, the Yankees were doing nothing all day. Yeah. And then they get the one swing of the bat, kind of like Donaldson on whatever it was, Wednesday night, I guess. I mean, I don't know. They're, they are not in a good way right now. They are not in a good way. No. Now, Alex Manoa hit Alec. Aaron Judge. Alec. I wrote Alec, Jerry. Yeah, Alec Manoa. This is the guy from the All-Star game that was mic'd up. That was fun. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's a little chunky. He is. He's a, a thick little, guy. Which I like. I like your, my your thick type guys. of man. So he drills uh, Aaron Judge with a fastball in the shoulder. Now, he threw up and in earlier in the game, too. In the first inning. So okay. that's why Judge is yelling at him, and he's like, that's two. But then he hits him. And he was the fifth? Fifth. Uh, but they seem to have talked it out, Aaron yes. Judge and Manoa. Manoa says he's not trying to do that. My bad. Right. And so Aaron, I Judge, I guess, accepted that as a reasoning, and they were good. Now, did they shake hands or something? When well, they, they kind of got together and... But I don't know if they shook hands. I know because I was being blocked by yeah. uh, the player, but it looked like there was some motion. Like I thought Judge a, patted him. Maybe that was it. That's what I thought. A tap, like a we good. Tap. And then you got Garrett Cole. You're losing his mind. Yeah, well, then come out there, Garrett Cole. Yeah, I you know. punk. I know, I know. Or that's pitch, what, or pitch better Saturday. That's what Alec Manoa said. You want some? Come get some. Keep going. Don't just stop. Come get some. Well, this is your classic baseball dust some. up where nothing happens. Correct. You know, everybody's a tough guy. Now, Aaron Judge, Jerry, maybe it's because Aaron Judge waved everyone back. You go back. He did do that. I got this. I got this, You go handle it. I also noticed that Aaron Boone is using the word dudes lately. No, he's always done that. He's a big he's dudes guy? Yes. Big dudes guy. Because he said we uh, the other day when he was a pounding the tables. Yes. He said uh, we've got the dudes in there to do this. And then he used the word dudes again yesterday. I got to quit answering these questions about... 
this state and this perplexion and we got to play better period we and the and the great thing is it's right in front of us it's right here and we can fix it and we let him off the hook. And we let him off the hook. Yes, he was agitated. He was very agitated, which is good to see. Another lifeless day for them. Yep. God. But it worked, Jerry. No, it did not work. Oh, yes. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. Did I saw not a win work. yesterday. Yeah, because the Blue Jays sucked. I mean, good. Did you see that throw? Oh, please. I mean, they were terrible. They The Yankees were dead and lifeless into the seventh inning again yesterday. Didn't they get walked in for one of their, their first run? No. Well, you had the, um, what do you call it? What's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, LeMahieu had the single, and they came around to score on the bad throw home. Oh, okay. Or no. Yeah, it was the bad throw. It was the bad throw to third, actually. Yeah, yes, it was, was. bad throw to third. Yes. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. With no, Manoa wasn't backing up properly. And then the Blue Jays, prior to, I got the inning right, prior to the Vlad Guerrero not hustling down the line. The Blue Jays, oh, it was George Springer who had a base hit. And this is where you always say, just send everybody. Yeah, send them. Make them throw throw home. I think it was Benintendi. The throw home must have missed home plate by 35 feet. Right, that's what I mean. And Toronto didn't send their guy coming around third. Now, partly I understand it because you got Guerrero coming up. So I do get it. But my goodness, that was an easy run they would have scored. It would have been 3-1, not 2-1, and then everything changes from there. I'm sending everybody at all yeah, times, I, I understand. Well, even even Beatty, when he scored the run yesterday, and Real Muto couldn't handle, he tried way too quick to catch and tag, and Beatty would have been out, and then he didn't even realize he didn't have the ball. And then Beatty, whoop, let me touch the ball. Yep, and he slid right past and boom. So, yeah. So, that, yeah, so Aaron Boone slamming the table, that really had no impact on yesterday. Absolutely All right, none. if you say so. Now, Nestor Cortez was good. He was I mean, this good. guy is like, he is so consistent. But other than that, but, they've, but he's done that. Even when they're losing, he's been good. Who do you like in tonight's game, Jerry? <sighs> you got everything, everything tells me the Mets. Right. Which tells me the Yankees will win. <laughs> Exactly. But everything says That's Mets. That's what stinks. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean. Right. Mets come off a big. Uh, huge win. Huge win last night. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. The Yankees are just reeling. I know they won, but eh. I guess it would be different if I saw them put together 15 hits, whole bunch of, give me some doubles, and play. Cl- I don't know. They're just, it's Should, just weird. Just as. Send a message, message, Jerry. Should Scherzer hit uh, Aaron Judge right in the bicep? <laughs> in his first at bat. Yeah. <laughs> let him know we're here. I will tell you, though, when Scherzer pitched in Atlanta the other day, first inning or second inning, but the first couple of innings, he went up and in twice. That's so what I like. It's very possible that he could be doing that. Let's get him up and in, Jerry. All right, 517, we take a quick break. When we come back, we got so much more to do. We are just getting started and then you got Boomer and Geo. They are both here, and they're going to stay here till 10 o'clock right here on The Fan. I thought this was the Eagles. Sounds just like it. It does. I'm sure it's the same music. I'm sure they just wow. live different in a song. How about that? 25 after 5, warm-up show till 6 o'clock. Nice to have you with us on it. Boy, the summer days are dwindling, dude. It stinks. Well, gee, listen, we still have live, damn it. We still have a couple more weeks left, Jerry. Yeah, this week looks like a lot. No, no. You don't. You don't. What do the you weather today war? looks terrible. Tomorrow looks terrible. Wednesday looks sketchy. Maybe at the end of the week it'll be better. The weather, ugh. And the weather's been fine, so I'm not going to complain about it at all. But here we, it's, it's August 21st. I suppose, Jerry, but I'm just going to. Grab life by the balls. Yeah, Jerry. you've never live. grabbed anything by the balls. Gonna You're gonna live. No, they, well, no, you've grabbed live, a few things, just not your life. I live, Jerry, like there's no tomorrow. I did like your little back and forth with Spike, who was a little feisty oh, on Twitter right. yesterday. You want to argue food? I was gonna start. I started to tweet to the two of you. Oh, uh, you maybe, did. Maybe a, a food podcast coming. Food podcast. Where yeah. You guys do battle. Yeah, it was a friendly battle, Jerry. Friendly. What it proves to me, though is the misinformation that's out there. Right. It's Either not just he's politics. he's misinformed or I'm misinformed. But or we you're have both two misinformed right, that's because the, the truth lies somewhere yeah, in the middle. I know. It's the worst. It is. I agree. That's why you got to pick one person or a couple people's theories on food or whatever the argument How is. How about whatever works for you? And makes sense to you and works yes, for you. And exactly. then just stick with that. That's exactly right. And the rest of your time, Jerry, just live. 
Well, you live. don't live. I kind of live. Not. You're off next week. What are your plans? I don't have any plans right, right now. <laughs> you're not going to have any plans this time next Monday either. <laughs> you'll be drinking your coffee, wondering, what are you doing? I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to come back and finish my coffee, and then the do- I'll have to walk the dog again, and then we'll go check out the seagulls and see if uh, they're pooping anywhere. Jerry, life isn't isn't lived to be scheduled. I do things on the fly. I disagree with that. I I do like doing things on the fly. Yes. Spontaneity is phenomenal. Yeah, it's me. But you can also waste away a lot of time if you don't plan things. I do. Hence, you've turned around and you're 52. Uh, Yeah, I'll be 53 in a month. Less than a month, Jerry. Oh, you're going to be 52. No. You'll be 53? That's right. Oh, my God. That's right, Jerry. This is ridiculous. Oh my God! How are we doing with the kid thing? Children? I mean, your time's running out. Well, no, I didn't. Never wanted children. <laughs> they just suck all your money away. They want to go. Did to... you see the thing in the ele- in the elevator? No. It said they believe now the uh, average cost of raising a child oh. is three hundred thousand dollars. I saw in Money Magazine or something or whatever. It was eighteen thousand dollars a year to raise a baby. Yeah, it sounds about right. These damn babies are expensive, Jerry. You were once one. I know. And if your parents didn't care for you, where would you be? Not here. Nowhere. But I am stopping the Duke's name right here. I know. That's sad. It is. We're ending it. Good thing it's a relatively uh, common name. Yeah. I want to be the last one, Jerry. Well, you're not going to be. Remember Carl? Who's Carl Dukes? I don't know. I'm going to leave a legacy. Carl Dukes is someone. Well, there's uh, there's various Dukes. There's well, so I said it's a popular name. Chad Dukes hosts a uh, podcast. Who was a radio host in the the, the Washington D.C. He's area. From CBS. Who? Carl Dukes. That's Carl how Dukes. I know him because okay. I filled in, and they put. <laughs> so I filled in for him at CBS Sports Radio. I don't think I've ever met him, and so hey, we're coming back, and then you hear it's time to put up your Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Put up your Dukes with Carl Dukes. That's how well, I knew the name. For Carl Dukes, Jerry Rego here. There you go. Uh, so they retired this Paul O'Neill number 21 yesterday, Jerry. This Paul O'Neill number 21, yeah. yes. Uh, the fans booed Mr. Brian Cashman. Yeah. They booed Hal Steinbrenner. It was not a great day to do it since they hadn't won in about a month. It was not the best day to do it. They should have done it when they were on a little bit. They, that should, see, that shouldn't be planned. They should be like, yeah, hey, we're on a nice little winning streak. Let's. Get they it. have to plan it. Just like I know the Mets are going to plan for those guys to come play those horns live. Uh, <laughs> yes. You can't plan that. You got to go, listen, we're going to put you up. They're from the Netherlands. <laughs> I know, but you got to go like this. We're going to put you up for two weeks. You're going to come to. Sp- listen, you're stop gonna, spending other people's money. <laughs> you're going to come to the game every game, but we're not going to show you until Edwin Diaz, we know where he's in a good situation. Well, but the idea is he's coming into the game. I know. That's his situation. Right, but it's got to be like against some sort of scrub team that's not going to come well, I'll back tell you on right him. now, of late, yeah. he hasn't been as dominant. Right. So what, you want to just keep him holed up in a hotel right now until he finds his form again? The horn guys? No, the pep boys. <laughs> the pep boys aren't coming out there, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's been, I mean, he saved it, but he did give up a run the yeah. other day in Atlanta. He wasn't great. Got through it, but not great. So, but you know, if they bring those horn guys live, he's oh, going to no, come. Atlanta, he was good. I think it was serious before that. He's going to come running in and give up a home run. And then what? The ho- We're going to be mad at the horn well, guys. Well, once they do it, they can go home. The horn guys? No, That's they got to live it up. They're no, going I'm, to live it up and they're going to do it live. Do it live. Do it live. And then they're gone. Like, I don't know what Back to the do. Netherlands, Back, horn right. guys. Get back on the on the airplane. Go home. Thank you. Yes. We're good. I also thought that like yesterday when the you know the Phillies and the Mets they battle each other, Jerry. They're uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. When they're Edwin rivals. Diaz, yeah, when Edwin Diaz was coming in in that situation, like they should have done something like where they mocked his horns or something. I don't know what to do. Yeah, you exactly. could do that, I suppose. Play like the horns that Eddie plays. Yeah, or like. Or the you know what you do, Jerry? You play. I don't know if, the, if anybody on the Phillies has a a cool walk up song that people are get pumped up about. I don't. I'm not even sure who their closer is, to be quite honest. But let's say they had a guy who was like their main hitter, and yeah. he was coming up. You play the start to play the Edwin Diaz horns and whoosh, the classic record scratch, whoosh, and then that guy's music. You are aware though, if Diaz is coming into the game, that means you're losing. Yeah, probably not the right time to mock them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, 
That's the idea, is that you're losing the game at oh, the moment. Oh, I see. And did I see that the seven line throughout the first pitch? Yeah. Why? Well, when someone asked Darren of the seven line why he got to do that, he says he buys a lot of tickets from the Phillies. No, I, I, I get that. Out. I don't know. That was weird. I know he does, and he buy, and he's phenomenal with this road trip oh, yes. situation he's got going, which yeah. is great in all these different cities, and you see the seven line there, and I love what he's done. There's no way in hell, though, I would, if it was me, would I allow another team's biggest fan, one of their biggest fans and fan companies to come in and throw the first pitch? Like, how is he? Re- well, then again, there were all Met fans there yesterday, so I guess yeah. he might have been received well. I'm not sure. That was odd. Man, I thought that was so strange. Did he throw a good pitch? I didn't see it. I heard it. I heard the Sal was talking about it this morning, driving in. Uh, now, also last night, Jerry, evidently the Giants. Are we a- done with the Yankees and yeah. Paul O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. He won. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Still an eight game lead. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I'm going to start looking at the standings. On the Rays, by the way. I hate the Rays. No, you don't. I do. You do? Yep. I like the Rays. They do a lot with nothing. That That's a team you should Plus, actually you know appreciate. Right. I'm root the Rays. I'm back on the Rays bandwagon. Plus, they got Kevin Cash. Cash. As their manager. Plus, I covered the Rays in their very first season ever. Well, they Jerry. were the Devil Rays. 1998. Why'd they get rid of Devil Rays? Uh, the religious people didn't care for it. Oh. For real. That's why? Yeah. The, the religious people, Jerry, there. Seems like zealots. such a tougher name. Yeah, Devil Rays. And now, too, they used, and they used to have the, the Stingray logo. Yeah. That's gone. It's like, a, I don't know what it is now. It's like a ray of sunshine. It's a, it's a non-devil ray. It's just a ray. It is? Yeah. Oh. It doesn't have the horns to stab you and send you to the depths of hell like the <laughs> devil ray does. <laughs> uh, the Giants played last night they against did, the uh, Bengals. Which I completely forgot about until I woke up. Me too. But Kayvon Thibodeau went down in a very scary situation. But he says he's fine. He says he's fine. He waved off the cart. Didn't want the cart. Oh, I would have taken the cart just Walked for the dramatic. Off the feet. I know you would have. And, and, and Giant fans would have had a lump in their throat. Yeah. If uh, he looks like he's injured. That's what I would have done. I would have said, give me the cart. I'm and okay, so but give me the cart. So to recap, <laughs> if you were Vogelback, you would have faked an injury because you screwed up. Correct. And then if you were injured, you would uh-huh. play it up by asking for the cart right. so that you get this ovation. And then you, thumbs up. I'm okay. Yeah. And then you... You go on Twitter or Instagram the, the next day and go, fans, I'm good. It was a scary situation, but oh, my knee is Lord. good. Thank the Giants training staff. There was a scary situation there last night, though. What happened there? Joe Beningo almost went to the hospital. Joe Beningo did? He did. He went to say, I guess his grandson was playing a game prior to the game at MetLife Stadium. Okay. And so he was there dressed in all white, and he did a, a social media video. He wanted to, when he got to his seats, they were in the middle, and there were ladies on the end. He didn't want to bother them, so he decided he would go up and around. Okay. And when he stepped over, his foot went through the chair and sliced his leg, and he was bleeding out. Really? And the medics came over, and they were going to, they offered to take him to the hospital. He said, no, I'm fine. I'll stop the bleeding. But all, all blood all over his white outfit. And this is on social media? He posted it on social media. Oh, I got to look at that. Yeah. How about that? That's not good. No. So, I mean, you got Thibodeau. You got Beningo. I mean, this is nuts. You got to be very careful now of getting injured when you're older. I'm I'm learning that myself. We now, worried about that broken hip and dying? Uh, well, that's always, listen. When you, Especially your, your fragile small bones. <laughs> when you break your hip and you're old, that's trouble. Yeah, I know it always is. Always no, trouble. It's, it's huge trouble. That yeah. wasn't a joke. I'm yeah. serious. No, you're right. I better start strengthening my hip bones right now. You're going to do pelvic muscle uh, stretches? No, I got to. You like, still do those? No. So you're done with that? You're done with the yeah. ball? Yep. All that stress, Jerry, faded away. <laughs> it's because you brought on other stresses in your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm focused on that now. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, save the next story. Okay. You got it, Jerry. And we can do more on that. We barely did the Giants because we got into Beningo, but That's we'll do all the that Giants. We well, right, you, we'll do I, a little I'm more. surprised. I'm surprised you don't want to start. You know what I'm talking about. Daniel you want to start the controversy. Or Tyrod Taylor. Ooh. Ooh <laughs> 535. Or Davis Webb. Uh, 535. We have a lot to do. We're coming right back on the fan. You know what's a terrible thought? 
I, and usually I wouldn't do this, but it's Monday. It's gloomy anyway, whatever. I would never do this on a Friday. So just the idea that you're turning 53 soon. Yeah. Next, next week? Next month? Uh, next month. Think about how many and how fast summers go. How many summers left? Great point, Jerry. In fact, there's a new John Mellencamp song that came out earlier this year with Bruce Springsteen, and that's the... That is the... That's the premise of the song? How many summers you got left. Yeah, like... I got probably another 25 summers left. But that's it. That's a lot. Yeah, but think about... You've gone through 53 of them. <laughs> it's that's not true. a lot when they... Oh, man. Yeah, I have less than half, probably. I probably have half my summers left. Oh. No, well, half of what you've gone through already. Yeah. But I don't remember those summers when I was a little baby. Okay. So let's, we, get, we get rid of the first six. But I probably won't remember the summers when I'm really old. All right. So really, you've got four summers left. <laughs> what, what the hell is after yeah, this life? Good point. Not a damn thing where worm food. Oh, Man, no. I don't want to be worm food, Jerry. I want to yeah. enjoy my summers. Well, you're not. You're going to be ashes, you said. Oh, yeah, right. I'm going to so you're cremated. Good. I'm going to yeah. cremate myself. Hmm. Well, uh, you're not going to do it, but someone will, will for you. I will not do it. Yeah. Good news, Jerry. You know that ongoing uh, Brittany Griner situation that's uh, been going on in uh, Russia? Yeah. Well, that's bad news, of course, if you're Brittany Griner. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is Dennis Rodman says oh, Jesus. he's going to Russia to help free her. So he's going to go talk to Putin? I guess so. And listen, we laughed, but he goes and hangs out with uh, North Korea. North Korea. What's that fellow's name, Eddie? The Kim North- Jong-il, isn't yeah. it? Un? Kim Jong-un. I don't know. And Did we he play basketball at there? Did he play basketball? Didn't they, right? Didn't they have a basketball game there? Oh, in Korea? In North Korea. North Korea, yeah. I think you're right. I think they did. That guy loves Dennis Rodman. So yeah. maybe Dennis Rodman is loved in Russia, too. I think that too. conversation goes. I mean, First come all, on. Imagine if he... if he gets Brittany Griner out. That I, would be I some story. Anything's possible. Supposedly, when he went to North Korea, he got a uh, prisoner freed. Did he? I don't, a U.S. Know. prisoner free, yeah. Okay. And we was that an ex- for real? Was that an exchange for like a basketball game or something? I don't was know that what the game was for. I'm not sure, but I know he he got a prisoner released, hmm. prisoner of war released, or whatever it was. That? So who knows? Maybe he's going to uh, free Brittany Griner. If he does, he's got to come back and do a media tour. I mean, that would be unbelievable. Well, I think he did when we came back from North Korea. So like, why wouldn't he? And if and he, he should write a book about all this. And become a politician. And someone I needs suppose. to, Joe Biden needs to hire him, or whoever the next president will be needs to hire him. Someone Secretary needs... of Foreign Affairs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> if I could vote for that, I'd vote for that. Then this is interesting. You know, I'm always complaining about everything. Old... <laughs> Older broadcasters never yeah. retiring. Yeah. And that it's very unfair to the younger people coming up. How and... about that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth was a guest on the Press Box podcast, which is uh, one of the Ringer podcasts. Okay. And he says that uh, John Madden went up to him, was talking to him, and realized in the conversation that Chris Collinsworth was turning 50. Right. And that John Madden knew he was the heir apparent to him. Mm-hmm. And that was a big reason why he retired. He's like, what am I doing? I'm keeping this guy. Right. I've been doing this way too long. I'm keeping this guy from his career. Stepped aside. Good for him. He also made Pretty a ton good. of money and didn't need to work anymore. <laughs> Correct. So good for him. I mean, listen, I at the end of the day, if your family is taken care of for generations, move aside. Yeah. I agree with that. But if it's all you've got and you're still good at it, good for you. Right. Make them force you out. Yeah, well. If you stink. And if yeah. you don't stink. If you don't stink and you're still, like John Sterling to me, especially with these breaks he's taken and has not done the full boat of games and travel, John's been tremendous this year. His energy in some of these games, now it's been a bad stretch, but he's been, I really believe, as sharp as ever this year. I think he's been great with the reduced schedule. Do it again next year. Love it. Well, actually, he did the right thing in that he didn't, you know, some of these guys take off. I mean, almost everybody takes off during the season. Yes. Broadcasters. And he never did it. Right. He had that Iron Man streak. So now this must feel like what a weight lifted off. You know, yeah. if you do it every year, it's not, you don't feel the difference when you, like, sure. he really must feel the difference and come back 
rejuvenated. Yes, to each series that and he comes back to. Only the series that are kind of in close proximity to where he's got to be. Yeah. He's not flying to the West Coast. He didn't do the games in Seattle. And then all of a sudden, you come back at the stadium. And, you, I mean, that video that we have on social media from the radio station, I don't know how many videos, how many views it got. I have no idea. Yeah. But that video and that still picture of him that Izzo got when Donaldson hit the Grand Slam, that guy is like 80-something years old, and he he's acting like a child in the moment and doing it. He's great. Good for him. Good for you. Yes, absolutely. Now, the Buccaneers, Jerry. The Buccaneers? Yeah. Todd Bowles. John Sterling to the Buccaneers. We're moving along. We only have an hour. Yeah. Todd Bowles expects to have Tom Brady back. This week. So whatever happens. So is he in the the mask singer or is he not part of it? Do we have any? I don't How in this day and age with these camera phones. Yeah. And social media and the internet. How is Tom Brady gone dark and been like vanished? Well, they like act, he's the invisible man. The thing I read, the latest thing I read yesterday was that this time was spending with family on a vacation. So they went to some island. Which tells me, as I said last week. He retired. They pre-planned this thing, and she said, if you're going back, we're still going on vacation. Right. Tell them that. That seems fair to me. Tell them you're still going on that vacation, and you will you don't need spring uh, whatever. Well, this is say, late summer football. This is training late camp. Su- training camp. Right. I was spring say, was back in April and May. I was going to say spring training. Right. Summer camp. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he'll be back. You just call? Did you just call NFL training camp summer camp? <laughs> yes, that's what Boomer would say. Now the way it's, they treat summer. Them, well, summer that camp is true. Versus Boomer I, was. If that's what man. it turns out to be, I say good for him. And yeah. I understand the notion of being with your team. If uh, I get all that, but I also know he retired. And if you made the plans, he's forty-five. So right, forty-five. Going to be forty. Yeah. Whatever he is, forty-five. If you made the plans, and the wife says, "All right, you want to go back and play? That's fine." But we are not. Not doing this trip. Uh, good for him. Right, and the Bucks would have agreed to anything. Meantime, his whole offensive line is injured. They lost another guy yesterday. On Saturday night, uh, one of their guards tore their ACL and MCL. Oh. Done for the season. Good thing Tom Brady got, uh, gets rid of that ball quickly. He better get rid of the ball quickly because he might be uh, hurting very quickly. What's yeah, his name? Like, I would uh, stay on vacation. Aaron Stinney. Aaron Stinney went down? Yeah. Might have to uh, stay on vacation a little longer. Yeah, well, you come back in time for the regular... You know they open with who? The Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, really? September eleventh. Now, last year they opened on Thursday Night Football in Tampa. This year they open in Dallas on Sunday Night Football in Arlington. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's an awesome Sunday Night. That's football. a good Sunday Night game for me. It's tough because if there's, I I really don't like watching football from noon. You know, twelve thirty. Right. When I settle in, all the way until ten, eleven o'clock it's at night. Much. It's too much. But this one's a good one. This one's a good one. Yeah, I will check. Even I'm going to watch that one, Jerry. And then the, I don't even that's know. That's how good yeah. it is. No, that, that's, that's, that's got some pop. That's got uh, 30 million viewers written all over it. Do we make anything of Daniel Jones going? By the way, what's the Sunday night baseball game they're going up against? <laughs> <laughs> that might get 200,000 viewers on ESPN. There might not even be a Sunday night game that night. I don't know. You know, the only people who will be look. watching that Sunday night baseball game will be the people that are still boycotting the NFL from the kneeling years Maybe, ago. Maybe, you know what? You, might, you could be right. <laughs> There's still some holdouts. You could be right about that. I'm actually going to check the MLB schedule for that night because that, to me, is interesting because, you know. That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones, 14 to 16, Jerry, 116 yards. And an interception. How about that? And no touchdowns. <laughs> Always looking at the negative. No, I know. 14 to 60. I'm honestly not always looking at the negative, but I will tell you the first thing because I did, unfortunately, with what happened, everything going on yesterday. Yeah. Um, I did not see the game. There is no Sunday night game on September 11th. Oh, smart. Yeah. So they're staying away from football, which makes sense. I think, I feel like they do that every year, actually. They stay away from the opening weekend. Um, so I got in and I see, I heard, oh, Giants played last night. I'll go right to the box score before I watch the highlights and read the recap. I see Daniel Jones, 14 of 16. I'm like, oh, they won. I must have had a big night. Zero touchdowns, one interception, and four, uh, 14 of 16 or 16 of 18. I forget which 14 one 14 of 16. You know how many yards you threw for? Yeah. Oh, 110. 116, actually. That's not great. <laughs> I mean, that's right, not even 10 re- yards of completion. Right. Yeah, that's So right. I didn't see it. But that tells me a lot of dink and dunk stuff. A lot of dink and dunks. Now, the guy that did have a good game was Davis Webb. I mean, it's it's what it is. 
but he barely missed. And he threw the ball to, I don't forget this kid who had the two touchdowns. And I want to get the kid's name right because he had himself a monster night. Bachman was his name. Was that his name? Uh, yes. He had 11 catches for 122 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Alex Bachman. Bachman, Jerry, taking care of business. Where's Turner in overdrive? Oh, I, didn't think, I thought I would go. I thought I would get you on that one. No, Wake Forest. He's 26 years old. This is his first year. All right, good. Well, so I hope to, go. Jerry, I hope to see him in the regular season. Well, I'll tell you this. He certainly made a name for himself last night. Kind of like that guy in the Cowboys. I know you didn't watch it, but Saturday night, the Cowboys played the Chargers. They had this kid. I forget his name. Um, Cavante Turpin, I think. He returns a kick 96 yards for a touchdown or 98 yards for a touchdown. And then about 20 minutes later, returns a punt 86 yards for a touchdown. Really? Yeah. He's the new Deion Sanders. I'll tell you what he is. He's their new return man. That's who he is. So, so he's probably got himself a roster spot uh, just for that. If that doesn't get you a roster spot as the return man, nothing ever will. He's a wide receiver? I don't. You know what? I don't know. He's a return guy. I don't think he had any passes thrown to him. I'm not oh. sure, actually, what his position. I never. I didn't know who he was until... Saturday night. He's the next Devin Hester. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will wrap it up. We'll get you to the Boomer and the Geo, 6 o'clock on the fan. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence talking about another lived affection. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, 30 seconds. Uh, Mets won, Yankees won, winner. Monday. Now they play tonight. I saw this uh, Friday, Jerry, but it's good news, I think, for the Mets. It said that the uh, Braves, when the Braves were playing the Mets in that series, that if they took three or four, that they would get a soft-served ice cream machine in their clubhouse. Okay. And they took three or four from the Mets. They got the ice cream machine. By the time we get to the end of the season, fat guys. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.